The final whistle is brought to you by Wrexham Supporters Association's Hospital Broadcast. The final score, Wrexham 1, Hartlepool United 1, and Brian Kelly's first home match in charge saw another spirited performance by a team that had been motivated by the new boss, and a terrific second-half performance which saw Wrexham unlucky not to come out with all three points. Hartlepool came in a fantastic streak of form, of course, unbeaten in the league since November, and in a fairly moribund first half, they took the lead in the ninth minute, a long throw by Richie Humphreys to the near post, Gareth Evans in for the injured Steve Evans, didn't head it away with enough distance and James Brown was able to cut him from the left-hand side of the box and square for Richie Barker, who constantly scored against Wrexham for his old club Mansfield, to hit the first goal in his new, for his new team, Hartlepool. Wrexham responded pretty quickly. Chris Llewellyn ripped in a cross. Mark Williams got to it and poked it towards goal, but it was cleared off the line by Clark. But having said that, Hartlepool really did push on. And in our first half, which saw Wrexham certainly showed plenty of endeavour and effort, it was Hartlepool which had the curve, the cutting edge. A shot by Lee Bullock from 25 yards, side-footed towards the bottom right corner, was well pushed around the post by Ingham. And then from the resultant corner to the near post, Clark met the ball with a powerful header, and Lee Roach at the far post fortunately was there to clear it off the line. So with about three minutes left in the half, Wrexham really hadn't had all that much to show for some genuine hard work. However, it was then that we saw the first signs of the recovery which had come in the second half. Lee McEvely suddenly sparked into life. Alongside him, Mark Williams had been a constant for Hartlepool's signs, but McEvely had struggled to really get into the pace of the game. And then all of a sudden, he became a big threat in a typical manner. It started off with a great ball from Ryan Valentine on the left-hand side. He spread it over to the right. McEvely did ever so well to bring the ball down on his chest under pressure, cut him from the right flank, beat two men and then drove a powerful shot which was pushed around the post well by Constantopoulos and McEvely just seemed to spark into life then moments later a long ball over the top by Gareth Evans saw McEvely racing clear on goal but the two centre-backs converged on him as the ball bounced in kindly in front of McEvely a little chance had gone but typically he just kept going and created the scramble on it at 6-yard box which ended in McEvely lunging in and poking the ball just wide of the right-hand post and there was more to come from McEvely before the half-time whistle a corner by Chris Llewellyn who interestingly only took over corner duty after the departure of Darren Ferguson and the lack of availability of Matt Crowell and Mark Jones, but was willing to hit them in with either foot. He swept a good corner in and McEvely rose at the far post to head the ball in powerfully, but his header was cleared off the line. The second half, well, started for about five minutes in the same pattern as the first. Low Hartlepool now were playing against the wind, which did have an impact on the match. They showed the early danger. A cross from a corner was headed in well by Bullock, and this time it was Ryan Valentine clearing off the line, and then Sean Pedrick, who was captain, made an error with a clearance, and teed up Anthony Sweeney from 25 yards out, made a great connection of his shot, but it went just wide to the right-hand post. However, after that slow start, Wrexham really started to up the ante. The pace improved, and also Brian Carey, to his credit, made a crucial and bold substitution, bringing Simon Spender, who'd worked hard on the right-hand side without really causing any problems to Hartlepool, off very early in the first, in the second half, putting Matty Donan in his place and switching Chris Llewellyn over to the right-hand side. And that really did make an impact on the match. Matty Doan's pace immediately caused problems. Although his first couple of forays didn't end with much end product, and he did have one fantastic burst into the box when he beat two men, but then when he should have rolled it to unmarked strikers in the box, he has a weak shot which dribbled through to the keeper. He started to produce, and he set up the equaliser in the 64th minute. Ryan Valentine, who was absolutely outstanding in my man of the match at left back, came forwards after an initial foray by Doan had come to nothing, won the ball back high up the pitch, played a great 
ball into there's a split at the fence and put Doan in round the back and Doan did ever so well to pull a perfect ball across the six yard box to Chris Llewellyn who knocked it in from six yards out into an open goal much to his delight against his old club of course at Hartlepool Llewellyn clearly tried too hard and really didn't get too far there were signs of that today, in all honesty, especially when he was on the left. Or once he switched to the right, he started to get into it. And that equaliser really roused the team and the fans who got behind them well, pushed them on. And for the last 25 minutes, it was a memorable performance by Wrexham, who really threw the kitchen sink at Hartlepool and were unfortunate not to pierce their much-vaunted defence. I doubt it's been put under so much discomfort in the rest of its long and beaten run. Moments after that goal, Doan again was cutting inside and hitting a powerful shot, which Constantopoulos dropped, Bruce Hill to drop and gather it at the second attempt then came a guilt-edged opportunity Llewellyn cutting in from the right and swinging a good cross in Mark Williams and Lee McEvely suddenly found themselves both and Mark standing on the penalty spot with nobody between them and goal Mark Williams got up ahead of McEvely and he- it misjudged his header to the extent that it went backwards away from goal what a shame he hadn't left it because McEvely would have been on his own with a great chance to equalise then it was McEvely's turn picking her up on the edge of the area turn and lashing in the shot which went over before McE- a bizarre incident so McEvely once more come close it wouldn't have been a pretty goal, but it would have been very, very valuable. Another Llewellyn corner. Again, McEvely made contact with a diving lunge at the far post. His header was cleared off the line, but as McEvely's momentum carried him forwards, the ball dropped to him again, and off some part of his body, he managed to knock it towards goal once more, and the same man stepped off the line to smash it to safety. Then it was Mark Williams launching a long-range shot from 25 yards, which Constantopoulos dropped, and McEvely was nearly there to tap it into the net, but the Greek keeper got down and smothered it. And in the last minute, Gareth Evans launched a long ball into the box, and Llewellyn nearly had a memorable winner, getting up to the ball on the far post and making contact with a looping header, which beat the keeper and landed onto the roof of the net. There was nearly a cruel twist at the end, when in injury time, the ball dropped loose to James Brown in the goal mouth, but Sean Pedrick did ever so well to hurl his body at it and block the shot behind for the corner. And at least at a point, I think it was a, a fair indication of the game, if anybody deserved a three. In all honesty, it was Wrexham. Carey again got them motivated. The substitution made a big, big difference. Mark Williams and Lee McKenzie were a terrific handful up front. And in the centre of midfield, Danny Williams and Paul Mitchell looked to be a very sound combination. Mitchell looks to be a really class act at this level. Very tidy, very solid, better in the air than you'd think for his height. And he and Williams really do dovetail together well and make Wrexham much more competitive in midfield. At the back, Gareth Evans had the odd shaky moments, but he filled in fair enough. And Roach and Valentine were impressive in the two full-back berths. It was a good, gutsy performance, and other results went Wrexham's way, which meant Wrexham climbed a couple of places in the table. Long may that continue. After the match, Brian Carey face up to the press. Everybody in the dressing room very positive. Um, learn from this one again and, and, and move on. Um, you know, we, we have got players coming back as well, you know, so it's um, it's good for the next few weeks that, that you know, we face. We've got a lot of games coming up. And, um, you know, if we continue doing as we are for the 40 minutes of that second half, there will not be a problem. And the fans were great for you in that second period as well today. You really got behind the lads. Terrific, but I mean, I wanted that from the start. That's important here. That is vital here because you need that. You need player, You need the crowd here helping you. And um, to do that, you need to give them something to shout about. And we didn't do it in the first half, and that's what I was most disappointed with at halftime. We didn't give the crowd out there anything to shout about initially. Once we got it going, we showed a little bit at the end of the first half. 
crowd on the feed. The second half, the crowd were magnificent, and um, that's vital. You know, I, I've just been in there saying like everybody's in this together in terms of players, injured players, everybody in the squad, and staff members. The crowd are as much as part of that as well. Darren Ferguson's left you for pastures new. What's your reaction to that? Yeah, he's. Um, I really wish him well. The opportunity came along for him, and uh, I don't think anything was going to stop him. I really wish him well in the future. He's a person, for a close friend of mine. Um, you know, and a lot has been made of um, between the, between the two of us since I've been given the job here. Um, I know a lot of people feel that possibly he should have got the job, uh, but since I was given the job, he's he's reacted magnificently. Really helped me out in the last well, the week or so while he's been here. I left him out of Swindon. He did exactly the same thing, and he's um, you know he's a true professional and. Um, He's conducted himself magnificently, and um, I really wish him well. Was he ready to take his place on the bench then, alongside you today, Brian, before the uh, the job offer came through from Peterborough? Yeah, I don't think it was an issue. We hadn't, uh, you know, we left that late as, as late as possible. Yeah. Choice of substitutions. We had a team sorted out early on in the week. Choice of substitutions was possible. You know, it was, it was, we were leaving that till till later on. Why did you put down for the first half, Brian? You know, they didn't seem to gel in the first half. First half, we didn't just didn't get going too well and didn't really, really deal with the elements too well. But we showed at the end of the first half that uh, what we wanted. Continue that for um, nearly on the second half, and I said that's the way I want to play. You know, that that's what we're about. That's what this club's about, and we continue to do that. We find. Crystal Allen was visibly delighted to score against his old side. Well, if you play that front to score a goal, you know, you'd rather yeah. you know, stay up there. But, uh, yeah. you know, I've scored a goal today from playing midfield, and you know, as long as I'm scoring, I'm playing well, it doesn't really matter what position on the pitch. Nice feeling when you put it in. <laughs> yeah, it was, it was against one of my best mates as well, and you know, I got a good friend from last year, Dimmy. Um, you know, I was glad to score from past him. And how do you pronounce your surname? Mitchell gave his reactions to the match and his early impressions of life at the racecourse. Well, look at look at today first, a real battling performance and looking not to get three points in the end, don't we? Yeah, definitely. I think we started off a bit slow, um, a bit off the pace. 
but um, it was tough against the wind in that first half. The conditions lately haven't been the best. Winding was like that, and it's tough when you're playing against that sort of wind. But second half, I think uh, all the fans and everyone seen how hard we worked, we dug in, and I think we was unlucky not to come over all the points. Your first taste of playing at the racecourse for Wrexham, and the crowd really got behind you, didn't they? It was great second half. Yeah, definitely. They were. Uh, I think that one of one of the big things they uh, cheering us on all the way. You see, when we got a foothold in the game, um, the place really come alive, and we're hoping to do that a bit more often. But um, I played against Wrexham, and I know how good the crowd is here, and they give you a lot of sticks. So uh, I'm hoping that I uh, reverse the tables a bit and get a lot of uh, cheering on and cheering up. And we've had a couple of games with Danny Williams now, of course, and you look to be a good combination to me as well. You, you really don't let the other side settle in the middle of the pitches, on. Yeah, definitely. I think we're similar sort of players. We both work hard, get our tackles in, win our headers. And um, you can't ask any more. Dagger gives his 100% every week, and that's all you can ask. And I'm hopefully uh, following his footsteps. It's been a strange sort of circumstances for you to come here as well, with Dennis Smith going, and, and then Darren Ferguson's gone as well. A lot of change at the club at the moment. Yeah, I don't know whether it's something to do with me, but uh, no, I think there is a lot of change. But uh, Brian's come in, he's a great bloke, he's, uh, he's showed an interest that he wanted me to come, so I jumped at the chance of coming down. I know a few of the lads from my experience of playing through the leagues and stuff, so um, yeah, it's a lot of change. But if we keep playing, uh, making performances like that second half, uh, we won't go far wrong. Well, that's right. From you coming from the outside, surely this doesn't look like a club that should be down fighting for survival. It looks like a club that's got the squad and the spirit to do a lot better, doesn't it? Oh, definitely. I think earlier on the season when I was there and I was speaking to a few of the lads afterwards, and I couldn't believe it, to be honest, when I've uh, been looking in the league and seeing what sort of position was in. But like you say, the uh, potential's there, massive. And um, if we keep putting in performance like we did second half there, like I say, um, we'll be um, not far, far off. So a genuinely spirited and gutsy performance. Unlucky not to get the three points. Sadly, in our position at Wrexham at the moment, we can't really afford the luxury of being unlucky not to get three points in matches. We need to start racking up wins and quickly. I've been Mark Rivers from the Wrexham Supporters Association's Hospital Broadcast. The final whistle was brought to you by Wrexham Supporters Association's Hospital Broadcast.